broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. What is up, everyone? It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. We're continuing our monthly series with Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. And with us in the studio are often co-hosts, Bruce Logue and Dan Dunlop. Hey. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Looks like you have a full slate today. We do. We have a great room today. Yes, yes. Great show. Absolutely. We've got uh, Glenn Paul Friedman from GPF Group. Uh, we've got Hector Lopez of Lopez Construction, and we've got uh, Don Marie and Mary Lee from AAA Travel. So we'll be talking to all of them. Yeah. Well, do you have anything coming up soon on the calendar with regards to uh, AGLCC that we want to throw out there for announcements so people can get those ready to go? Absolutely. We've got a fourth Friday coming up on Friday, March 24th, as in like a few days from now. Uh, and this is uh, going to be hosted uh, by Georgia Equality and First Data, and we'll be meeting at the Rush Center. And this is all about uh, a spotlight on uh, legislative updates uh, and things that uh, we need to know as a community about our, what's going on in our government. And uh, we're going to be hearing more about that specifically through our guest, uh, Glenn Paul, today. But, awesome. But we are ex uh, very excited about having this uh, special legislative update on Friday, the 24th. First yes. Data seems to be a really great partner for AGLCC. Absolutely, absolutely. They, uh, they've they been a tremendous partner. Uh, and it seems like they're always stepping up <laughs> in, in offering their assistance. They absolutely are. Well, let's get down to talking to, to our folks today. Great, great. Well, our, our first guest is Glenn Paul Friedman uh, with the GPF Group, LLC. Um, I also want to announce that Glenn Paul is also the newest board member for the on the AGLCC. So, uh, welcome. Here. Thank uh, you. His uh, he is going to be chairing uh, the uh, government affairs. So, uh, uh, Glenn Paul, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about the GPF group and, and what you do there? Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, thank you for having me. Um, and so, I started a company, I guess, this in April a year ago, and it's a political consulting, and I'm working with candidates or elected officials who are currently running um, for office mainly in state and local politics. Uh, so one of my biggest passions, so I decided that this would be, um, besides doing it volunteer work, this would be a great way to do it as a, as a company and to be able to do the stuff that I wanna do um, daily. And uh, my background has been working at, um, in city government before, and this was a great transition um, into doing this now full time and working with some really great people who are currently elected and running for office. Wow! Yeah, I can really see how you're going to to help continue to to grow the AGLCC and benefit our members. How did you get started in the political campaign business? So funny! I, lo I love this question because I'm trying to think about all I can think about is school. About being fortunate enough to be involved in student government and different aspects, and fortunate being student government president and just. Um, also, I think coming from a family background that was so much about community and volunteerism, and I kind of feel like politics is that way. It's about giving back to the community. So I have over, I guess, my at least adult life that had the privilege of working in the companies that I've worked with, always being active in whether they're their business resource group or working with um, human resources or the CEO about trying to make changes that will benefit uh, the employees, which I also think is about also working within um, politics, which is about changing laws and stuff. And that could be about non-discrimination policies, about changing and about how 
kind of informing employees about how you need to be um, involved in what's happening politically because that affects our our kind of dealing from that. Um, it was great. I get a great opportunity in 2005 to be the operations manager with uh, Lisa Borders, who was um, running then for city council president, uh, vice mayor, which won, and then was her chief of staff at City Hall and really got involved in city of Atlanta politics um, on the ground running um, with that. So it kind of went from there and then been staying involved since then. So I think it just really helps about informing a lot of friends and communities and organizations I work with about how you just have to listen and, and really be involved in what's happening around you in politics. What kind of political projects are you working on now? So the ones I'm working on right now is um, I'm really excited. I'm working on um, with the Georgia Democratic House Caucus, working with operations and compliance and working with those elected officials and making sure they're in compliance and helping them with anything that they may need financially and working with um, um, House Minority Leader um, Stacey Abrams, um, who is fantastic and learning a lot from her and about what they're doing right now, and especially with the Georgia's uh, legislator, which is right now in session and kind of winding down to the end on uh, March the 30th, which will be their last day. So it's been a good session and I encourage everyone really stay informed of what's happening because things can change on a dime up until the last time that the speaker hits the gavel and the session ends and, and there are a lot of bills out there. So it's uh, so those are the main projects. And then I'm starting right after the session's done, the big elections that'll happen at least here, I think in Georgia will be the city of Atlanta elections for mayor and city council. And I'm working with a few people who are running and that's going to be very exciting uh, with those elections coming up. And that's one of the things I love about you. You are so involved and you are, um, you like have the pulp speed of what's going on in this city. And I, I, uh, I'm better for just knowing you. Mm -hmm. I mean that. Uh, and thank you. So you do, you are involved in a lot of other, you know, community organizations. Tell us about one. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm also serve Georgia Equality, which is the LGBT state rights group and for representing the state of Georgia. It is the only state rights group. Um, and I serve as the chair of the board for the C4, which is the political board. They have a nonprofit board, the C3, and then the C4. So I'm chair of the C4, and we work on working with um, those who are running for office, LGBT or ally, and helping them to understand our issues in our community, and also to ensure that hopefully no, what I'll say, bad bills, which would be hurtful to our community or to our partners in the community, to ensure that they are educated enough, but we are working on a lot right now in the legislature. But Georgia Equality really is about its voter activism, about getting people out there to vote, it's also about letting them know that those candidates that we support within our community and what they stand for, um, it's a fantastic organization. And I'm really excited about being back on the board for um, AGLCC, the Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. Uh, for me as a, a new entrepreneur business owner, um, the chamber has been really helpful about kind of how you get really started and how does that work? And then with government affairs, I think it's really important because my big passion is about whether you're a small, medium, or large business, especially for an entrepreneur, that you really have to understand what happens politically, which completely affects not just your personal life, but also your business. You know, How do you maneuver through government things? What things are being passed that today was really good for your business, but could be not tomorrow or vice versa? So I think it's one of my goals is, is, is really to have membership in the LGSAC is how they can understand what's happening politically that affects them. So I'm really excited for those are the few of the groups that I'm involved in. And what would you say to other business owners, you know, who maybe are not that involved or that knowledgeable, you know, really what's going on in our state, our community? Why would you 
encourage them or what would you say to them to encourage them to be, be involved? What are the, what are the advantages of, of having that knowledge? I think it's really important because a, a lot of people always just assume that um, bills just get passed and or they don't know what's happening. But I would say as a business owner, knowing what's happening in city governance, predominantly for local businesses, permit charges, fees about having um, licensing, you may be selling something today like they're talking about the state legislator about internet tax here in Georgia, which has not been. Um, they're talking about things that if you're looking for adoption or for business owners, it could be whether you have bricks and mortar or you're kind of doing it from a web-based thing. There are laws that are constantly changing here in Georgia that are also federal, but more importantly is you just need to be informed. And if you're not kind of following it, I suggest that there are some great websites or even which we'll be doing from AGLCC that we're kind of doing member updates of kind of bullet pointing things that will be happening that you should be aware of. And especially, I will say after the state legislator is done about what the governor will um, veto or sign, which will affect businesses. And I, I would just tell people, take the time. You should always know what's going on. And more importantly, use your voice and your vote about people who are running for office, because remember, they represent all of us, and that's personally and for our business. And it's just, I just think people need to take the time. You, you, you should always be informed about what's happening. And that's not just federally, but for me, state and local ultimately is what's more important because that changes us on a daily basis here. We, we all agree. It's, it's important for business owners, uh, small, medium, and large, to be active with our communities. Um, but what have you seen? How, how can that make a difference? It, Absolutely. A great question. And I will say that for me, and not everybody always thinks it's always fun, but lobbying is incredibly important as business owners or as individuals, you should always use your voice in the way of going down, whether it be the Capitol or city hall, all of these give you an opportunity to speak during the, the meetings or meet with your legislators. And you should always advocate for what you believe in and what you're passionate about. And there, if there's something as a business owner that you feel is really important that you're trying to change or advocate for that would make it better for your business or, or for your community, the best way to do that is to go down and speak to, it's all about networking. There's nothing better than I will tell people that it's not just during when they are meeting in session or for the statewide or for locally when their meetings are at city councils and not just Atlanta, but all of them. Um, you should always go down and meet with them personally. And they're always open to having a conversation, whether it be by phone or by email, and then in person. You should always get to know them because by that you can advocate for what you're passionate about. And they may not even know about your business. They may not even know about parts of that community, but here you have an opportunity to educate them. And then you can work on those things that are important to help make changing um, policy, which I think all of us have the ability to do and it's not that scary. It's just having a conversation with your legislator because again, we elect them, they work for us and it's important and that helps to advocate for your business. Well, is it out gay business owner? And I know you've been involved with the AGLCC. You, you have a long history with mm -hmm. us and we're glad to have you. Um, how has uh, the uh, Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce assisted you in your business? So with me, even as um, a new business owner, and even before that, when I was working for um, City of Atlanta, and then before that, I was with Delta Airlines and Worldspan, which is the technology side, they were incredibly important when we were trying to, for AGLC, which helped was we were trying to implement non-discrimination policies, domestic partnership policies, you know, this is years ago, 
Um, and that the AGLCC actually helped us to find those resources and partnering us with other companies that had already put those in place. And for me, that's how it helped us when I was at those companies so that we had a resource to go to and had people to come in and help us to, to put those policies into place and then meet with our CEO and other, uh, the executive team so they would know how to do it. And then now as a business owner, what AGLCC has done for me, and I would say this to any party who's starting a new business is to come is, I would say is the, it's the one-on-one on how to start a business, you know, where to start, you know, how do you do an LLC? How do you go to the state of Georgia to get a license? How do you go maybe to the small business administration? A lot of the stuff is very, it's not difficult, but it's scary if you've never done it before. And I think if anything, it's the resources and the mentoring program has helped me a lot because there are people who have already done it and I don't, and they will help me to go through the system without having to make maybe other mistakes or they'll know the shortcuts to get through. And that has been invaluable to do that. Great. That's well, great. we're, we're delighted to have you and back you. on the board, uh, involved in the AGLCC. And I've got to say too, you know, um, from the AGLCC perspective, um, another um, strength of being a part of this group is having a person like you, you know, involved with us. So sometimes it can be a daunting, you know, where do I go? Who do I ask? How do I find out? Having you here is just um, another strength, I think, of our of our uh, organization, and I think an, a, a win for our members, uh, and as well as our uh, uh, our great uh, sponsors and patrons and that kind of thing. So, Absolutely. thanks so much. Thank you very much. And uh, we will transition over to uh, another guest in the studio today. This is uh, Hector Lopez from Lopez Construction, Inc. And uh, he is an ally member and um, joined, I believe, back in just January of this year. Uh, yes, if I'm not mistaken. at the membership drive. Absolutely. And Hector, we are glad to have you here. And, uh, well, we'll talk about more about your involvement. But uh, tell us, how did you get involved in the whole construction business? And, and what is your background? Well, it started back in 86, actually, where I got into the real estate business, kind of like Bruce <laughs> got licensed, and but always had a passion about homes. I was an inner city um, uh, child and then grew up in suburbia was always that thing that you looked at. And um, the housing business, I wanted to be an architect. And I said, well, I think the better thing is to maybe move along into the construction business. So in 1990, I uh, apprenticed under two master builders. They were both second generation builders, really learned it from the ground up and then started taking courses and classes and uh, accounting and for, for the building industry, uh, budgeting, uh, project management, scheduling. Uh, there's so many different pieces that have to come together uh, as a general contractor. And, and then in 1997, I felt that I was confident enough and, uh, or as one of my mentors put it, had enough uh, knowledge to be dangerous, decided to open up Lopez Construction Incorporated. Being an allied member of the AGLCC, uh, why did you decide to get involved with the AGLCC. You had a friend that was a member. I had a friend that was a member that introduced (laughs) me. I have been um, involved in different organizations, different associations. And I was looking, uh, since we're in Atlanta, we've been here probably about six years now. I was trying to find different communities and different people to get involved with. And one thing that um, I have one of those weird type of backgrounds where 
you can only learn negative things from your parents. And my parents never taught me. I have no filter, no concept. Uh, I was like that cat that used to drag uh, dead animals home. I brought <laughs> friends home. And they, they were of all walks. And, and so I never learned that. So, so that's something that doesn't exist in my wife, my, my mind, or even my wife, which is interesting because we come from that same type of upbringing. That being said, when I came to the first um, meeting, I just met a bunch of people that were really involved in their businesses, which is what I was there for, um, and just great individuals. And they, they were active in their community. They were active in their businesses. They were active in this organization. And I remember when we went to the membership meeting and it was at the uh, hotel, uh, when we joined, uh, I turned to my wife and I said, um, I kind of feel like I'm back in New York. <laughs> it was very uh, progressive. And that's what, I, that's what I tend to look for. I tend to look for people who are interested in growing their business, like Paul said, uh, Glenn Paul, that um, interested in in trying to mentor other people who are growing their business. We've been, like I said, incorporated since '97, so some of the pitfalls that uh, Glenn Paul may be looking can be adverted by going to people who've been in business for a while and, and know as far as the forms and all that stuff that has to be done. So, well, I know that you're a new member, but uh, has uh uh, the AGLCC, has it had any impact so far in your business? Well, it's funny because that question has twofold answer. <laughs> it has a personal and then it has a business. In the personal aspect, I've met people who uh, I want to hang out with, uh, people who I want to spend time with, people who I can drag home and have dinners and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and and it's been great that way. Uh, and in the business aspect, it's been phenomenal. Um, uh, we have been welcomed into people's homes. Again, being a contractor, I walk into someone's personal space and, and, and have to almost invade it sometimes. And that you have to tread lightly when you do that. And a lot of the people that I've been involved with that I've met who've allowed us in their homes or in their businesses have been very welcoming, very hospitable, and just easy to get along with and straightforward. Coming from New York, I have a little bit of a rough, straightforward edge <laughs> that Octavia, my wife from Tennessee, softens. <laughs> well, I uh, I know a little bit about this. Uh, you know, I actually I called up Bruce one day and said, Bruce, do you know of a good contractor that could help me with? Because I was looking at a, a new building for Dunlop Productions and. And I got to tell you, full disclosure, that you came and, you know, it took someone to have a vision to see what could happen there. And uh, and you certainly joined me in having that vision. And, uh, you know, now three months later, it's been transformed. So I know firsthand what it is to for have a to have a Lopez Construction Inc. You know, come come <laughs> to your front door. So I guess I'm one of those things that the cat drug in. But uh, I'm glad so. I'm glad for that. But so we know that about we know that about the. Um, commercial side, but tell us a little bit about your projects and what you, how far do you kind of like to go into construction projects? And 
Okay, yeah. well, um, a lot of the things that we work on right now, currently a few of the projects are, we just finished a basement remodel. It was a, just a raw space, and we came in, put a kitchen, bathroom, space, separated the rooms a little bit, made some uh, steel structural beams. We brought them in because sometimes in situations like that, um, the builder is not necessarily thinking about future finish, and neither are the homeowners sometimes. So uh, there are certain things that we had to bring in. We had to bring structural engineers in. We had to, um, uh, with the inspections department, certain um, steel beams were coming through and talk about being on edge when you have 4,000 pounds of steel being pushed through a window. But it worked out lovely. And then we do bathrooms. We do kitchens, uh, additions. That's on the residential side. One thing that we've been finding to be very helpful, especially in the Atlanta area, is people have wish lists. The need to have, the must have, and then the dream to have. And what we do is we have them provide that list for us. And then we put together a price list that, that incorporates the most effective way to do it, most economical way to do it, um, because some things have to be grouped together. And, um, and then we provide that list to the uh, homeowner, and then they can check those things off as they want to get them done. I know that, and I'm on radio, so I have to be cautious, but I know Dan, I mean, Jack has asked us to kind of put a little list of things that he wants at his house. Sheila also has a, a, a list of items that uh, we just sent so that, and, and it's kind of in a scope of work type and we're putting prices together and like that whenever they want it done or whenever the financial resources are available. Let's put that on the table. We just get them done. Yeah, and we're very conscious as far as finances, budgets, very much as far as schedules and that. Full disclosure here, too. Uh, Hector and I know each other from, from networking. We uh, met at a closed networking group, and uh, I hit it off. Um, and I found that uh, uh, Hector has the same uh, customer service background. You know, customer service is number one to him. So, uh, you know, it's been a, a, a great relationship, um, being able to find another business that, that, you know, upholds that those customer service standards like I have. So uh, I have to, I have to admit that I've got Hector on my speed dial on my phone. So <laughs> me too. And I, and I, as I have <laughs> Bruce, um, yeah, one thing I will say with, with um, like Bruce and I joined a close-knit networking group, and uh, it's not so much what you're going to receive from the organization or the community is what is it that you can bring to them. Uh, um, and if you have no value, then you have to consider what value you're going to create to bring to this organization. And that's kind of like trying to bring leads and, and learning what the different members do. So if I'm in a conversation, how can I plug them in? How can I help them out? Because um, as a community, like as a family, you're there to help each other out. And that's how I look at it. I agree. And you know that really is one of the things I think differentiates you is trust. You know, when you can tell a good friend or someone else, hey, I'm looking for a contractor. And like Bruce, you just said, you know he's going to have the same level of professional and courtesies and follow-up and, and authenticity that you have in your world. Um, that makes a great team. So totally. it's both a plug and also a statement and not so much a question. <laughs> but but uh, maybe one last question, we, we, Hector. Why should someone use a contractor? Some, sometimes people think, well, I can just... 
I can do the Home Depot thing. I can maybe make a call to an electrician. Why? What is the what is the uh, what what's that key factor and why someone should use a, a contractor for the project? Well, there's a couple of things. After spending over 30 years in the industry, there's a lot of things that can come up that you have to figure out. I've already gone through some of that. The contractors have already experienced what could go wrong in a project. And like that, that's the difference between a very expensive project and something that stays within budget and allowances. I've taken certify, certifications for project management, OSHA, so I'm making sure that the, our trade partners are safe. I've also taken a lead testing course, especially with all the homes in Atlanta. We are licensed, residential like commercial. We are totally insured. And also, I've been involved with other organizations, like I'm a past president of the state home builders. All of these things bring together a group of people that come behind me uh, uh, into your home, as opposed to you trying to find people who, number one, haven't been vetted completely. Uh, number two, you really know nothing about them. You've never worked for them before. And there is one thing that underlying truth that occurs is I'm going to, my partners know that they're going to see me day in, day out throughout the years and that I'm going to go to them when I, I need a plumber, when I need an electrician. They don't have to question that. Uh, you are going to be one person that they experience one time. I get pricing, so that also gets transferred to the client. Uh, and then there's this one person that said a great uh, thing is uh, when you hire a contractor, you have one throat to choke. <laughs> so you don't have you don't have 10 people running through your homes that you're going to have to learn how to do the financial planning. You're going to have to learn how to do the, the budgeting. You're going to have to learn how to do the scheduling. And, and then if a problem arises, you're at the mercy of the individual who's doing the work, whose best interest is theirs. When you hire a contractor, we have you. And I like to look at it as a fiduciary relationship with our clients, that we have your best interest at heart. And that is our primary uh, concern. Well, Hector, we're delighted to have you as a member of the AGLCC. We're excited to be with you. Great, great. And, uh, you know, we, we, we saw that there was, uh, uh, we, we needed your services. You know, we had a hole. Absolutely. So we're, we're glad you're there and we're glad you're part of our team. Thank you. Next, I'd like to introduce uh, Marilee Feliciano and Don Marie Menino. Marilee and Don Marie are with AAA Travel Agency. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what you do with AAA Travel Agency. We are a full-service travel agency doing everything from packages. So if you want to go to Las Vegas, we can do the air in the hotel and set you up pretty nicely. Cruises, tours, charters, groups. We can pretty much put it all together and take that weight off your shoulders and put it on ours because that's the fun part of our job. Great. Well, all of us probably have a, an idea. We've all heard of, of AAA, but we're probably not as familiar with AAA travel. So what can AAA do for us when we uh, are looking uh, to travel, when we're needing a travel agent? We, like we said, take everything out of uh, as Hector had put it, take all the questions out of it for you as the consumer, because we are doing all the work. We're doing the research. You know, it can be 
inundating to go online and look for a hotel or look for a package or find the right destination for what you your family wants to do, what you want to do. And so we take all of that guesswork out of it. And we do all that research and put it together for you. And then there's, like Hector mentioned, there's one person to contact. There's not a car, a hotel, an airline, uh, whoever. It's you're contacting me. So that's what we do uh, for you as the consumer. Well, I have had the privilege of having two vacations uh, booked and uh, planned by these two ladies. And I got to tell you, um, it was flawless. And and they found places that I may not have found otherwise. So I'm already a fan and already a client <laughs> and will be more. You know, I just got to save up for where we're going next kind of thing. But back to that point, you know, sometimes we, we all want to be empowered to, you know, I can plan this, but you know, there are some other advantages I think that you will have in pricing and relationships. And do you want to speak to any of that? Because I think that's something some we, we forget sometimes. I think one thing of being a AAA member, not only do you get the other services, but you get benefits by booking through us as travel agencies that most, you know, travel companies can't give you. Our great relationships with some of the top companies, there's not a price tag on it. Well, it's like you you stated, Dan. You know, if something goes wrong, and we always hope that nothing goes wrong in your vacation, but if it does, you know, we have the weight of AAA behind us. You know, you're just Joe um, vacation guy on, on this trip, you know, but when you call us and we call them, it's a whole different story. So you have the weight of AAA behind you versus just you standing there as the consumer. So that's what AAA can do for you. I like that. I like. I, I <laughs> yeah. feel muscle right there. That's that's a, that's. A, I'm good with that. Yeah, I know. I know it. Are there some? You know, I know this is a great time of cruises and that kind of thing going on. I mean, what what if I've already booked a cruise? Can you guys even come into that into that scenario in some way? Or how how would you mm. how would you even help me if I've already like got ahead of the of the curve here. Absolutely. I mean, even if you put down a deposit and you came into us and asked us that question, well, what can you do for me? Believe it or not, we can take it right over. You get your benefits, everything, and you still get to work with us, have our expertise, and we take it from the beginning to the end. That's great. Now, one of the challenges that I have <laughs> is uh, being able to, you know, come out of pocket. You know, yeah, I'm ready to take a vacation, but I don't always have uh, you know, the cash up front. Um, do you have any programs or is there such a thing as a layaway for, for travel? You know, it's funny because a lot of people, you know, you look at that dream vacation and you say, I don't have $5,000 just to go on this trip. Depending on when you book a trip, you don't always necessarily have to come up with that $5,000 right then. A lot of times it just takes a minimum deposit. You put down that money and then you have until usually 60 days or so prior to your departure to pay the balance. So if you plan ahead in enough ahead, you can make that dream vacation a reality. Mm -hmm. You can plan that trip to Hawaii and take your family and go and we can help you make that happen. And there's not necessarily a set price that you have to pay us every month. It's based on what you can. Because I know there are others out there that, oh, I have to pay this month, this much per month. That's not with us. Yeah, that's good to know. All right, so that's in business. All right, I want to dream a little bit here. So <laughs> where, where, where are some hot spots right now? Where, you know, where are some great locations that um, you know, you're, you're finding some great success with, with some of your, your clients and customers and that kind of thing. Any place that just sounds good? Ironically, um, Hawaii has been really huge this year. Um, and I think because people are trying to stay 
within the United right. States. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're uh, not wanting to venture too far away from the borders, so to speak. Um, so Hawaii has been really huge. And it does feel like you've been transported to a whole nother world. Um, I've had people ask me, do I need my passport to go to Hawaii? <laughs> they have literally asked that question. But I myself am going to Milan uh, on Thursday. So Europe is still hot. Uh, people still are traveling there. And right now, with the, the way the air prices have dropped, I mean, you can get round-trip airfare right now for like $900 to Europe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just incredible, the opportunities that are out there to really travel. And the euro and the dollar being so close right now, I mean, it's, it's incredible value that you can that you can really get there mm. yeah. great yeah now um is triple a uh travel um sensitive to the needs of all groups you know do do you ensure do what you can to ensure uh uh that that all groups uh can can have a perfect vacation Absolutely. You know, we're sensitive to all that. Those questions, we're going to make sure that you are safe in any destination that you go to. We're not just going to say, oh, we're going to put you here. No, that's where the research comes in. That's when we make sure you are at that best location. It may not be the one you planned on, but guess what? It may be the one that thrills you all the way to the end. Now, if I came to you, though, and I said I wanted to go to a destination, um, would you also share if you've heard something uh, dangerous to, to members of the LGBT community or something? That's part of our job. I don't think, you know, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't want somebody else to do that to me. You know, so we we definitely put ourselves in your shoes to make sure, you know, you're fully educated. Right. And I'm going to speak as a, as a client again here, because that was one of my questions, Bruce. You know, we were going to take a vacation and, you know, an area sounded good to me, but also to heard some things, you know, whether they're true or not true, if they, were, they, weren't, they weren't so gay friendly. And I said, yeah, I'd love to go here, but what, where's a great place to go that it would be comfortable? And right. they did their research and said, you know, this, this resort has a great reputation for being very inclusive and diverse and the whole kind of thing. And I would have known that, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise. So, that is a really a great benefit too yeah, of yeah. someone who really knows the travel industry. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think you can get that type of uh, input from just any any old travel agency. Yeah. So no. no, and for me, you know, for twenty eight years, I was with my same sex partner, and traveling it can be very daunting to show up at a at a front desk and to then get to your room and there be two twin beds, and you're like. Okay. So to me, making the person across the the desk for me comfortable enough to say, and we just want one king bed is very important, you know, for you not to feel embarrassed or to feel awkward or to, you know, to make sure that I know that we're just doing one, one bed for, for the two of you, even though it's two same sex partners or to make people feel comfortable in their own skin and to make sure that those needs are taken care of at the hotel level as well, you know, by putting in those requirements requests and, and making sure that that is taken care of. Because that's very important to this um, community to not feel like they're ostracized or to feel mm-hmm. like I'm I'm awkward or weird or I have to ask for this, you know, um, to make them feel comfortable. Again, we've met through uh, our, the networking that we do with the AJLCC. Is it something that possible uh, to put together cruises or tours that, that might benefit the AJLCC? Absolutely. I mean, there's no stopping what you, you know, you can or cannot do. It's just opening it up what you want to. I mean, we've set up a few cruises and 
we're seeing how that goes. We want more. Definitely, it doesn't have to be just cruises. It can be a tour that you may want to do. Someone's familiar with Scotland and they want to take, be that leader of that group and take everybody around Scotland just as an example, just for your group. Something different, you know, but you can. Yeah. How important is travel insurance these days? I mean, should, should we purchase that? Is that, tell me about that. Absolutely. There's actually two. One is vacation cancellation insurance, uh-huh. which would protect you if you had to cancel due to medical reasons. Family, there's so much into it. Whether you have to be medically airlifted, that is a huge part on it, especially if you're doing a cruise or even like a river cruise. If you're in that place where there may not be a hospital that's right there that doesn't fit what you need it for, our insurance, the company we use, actually has an app and will tell you the doctor that you need to see, the hospital that you go to. And then there's always the medical side. Most people don't realize that your medical insurance here in the U.S., nine times out of 10, will not cover you in Europe. And we sell that as well because one goes with the other. And, you know, we all want to think, you know, blue ocean and sunshine, but, you know, sometimes things happen. Mm -hmm. And to have that sense of uh, added layer of protection um, and support, uh, I think is a, a really, a really important thing. So, well, yeah. think about the fun things you're doing on that vacation. You're zip lining, you're snorkeling, <laughs> you're you're ATVing, mm-hmm. you're doing all these dangerous things, mm-hmm. and nobody thinks about, well, what if I, you know, fall or get hurt or step on a shell? Mm-hmm. You you don't have coverage while yeah. you're there in the Caribbean or while you're, you know, uh, out in the world. Yeah, like us, you know, we we. We we booked the um, snorkeling excursion, thinking we we just find a lot of bunch of Nemos, you know, and it was great until the hammerhead shark showed up, <laughs> um, and I think he had been whatever, so he was fine. But at the same time, we were not quite ready for that that shark appearance. <laughs> but anyway, we had a great time, by the way. But uh, good stories. But anyway, it's all good. <laughs> um, you know, with the craziness that's going on with you know the the travel bans and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's confusing and scary now for people, especially people that have never really traveled outside of uh, uh, the United States. Um, can you help us uh, determine, you know, if we need uh, entry visas or, uh, you know, passports? You know, is that something that you provide, information you provide to people when they're planning their vacations? Always. We have to tell them there's, you know, because if we don't and they get to the airport and their passport is three months before it expires. Normally, it has to be six months after you return back to the United States, not three. And that can cause a huge problem. And then there are some countries that do require an entry visa, which you can't really do on your own because they are so lengthy. You have to present this or it's going to be sent back. And then you've got to pay the $300 or so again. No, we're going to make sure, you know, and everything that's about it. We're going to make you feel comfortable. And one thing that Hector mentioned earlier about, you know, getting your certification and, mm-hmm. and doing those kinds of things, that's something that we're constantly doing. We're, we're getting certifications. We're becoming destination specialists. You know, um, I have a degree in travel. We, we do things to where um, we're constantly always upgrading our knowledge on destinations and the things that are needed. We're on the pulse of the news. So, I mean, we're always involved in, in everything that's happening right now. So pick up the phone. Call AAA. <laughs> Good. And so how do we reach you uh, for that next vacation? What's the best way to make contact with you all? Email, phone, whatever. 
the easiest way that you can. I mean, if you're busy during the day, shoot us off an email and we can get back to you. Or if you have 10 minutes, give us a call. We can take down your information, give you a call back. Because there may be some where we have 10 different selections for you and you've got to work it out, see which one's best. All right. So can you can you share with me your emails even right now? So in case our listeners are saying, I, I need to talk to those. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's our name. So my name, Dawn Marie Menino, D-A-W-N-M-A-R-I-E-M-A-N-N-I-N-O at com. Mine's a little bit different. It's M as in Mary, F as in Frank, E as in Echo, L as in Lima, I as in Indigo, C as in Charlie, I as in Indigo, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar. It's just easier to spell out Feliciano than anything at com. Fantastic. And I believe we could also uh, uh, access all of your contact information for all three of our guests uh, through the AGLCC's uh, member directory as well. And and you can find that at theagLCC.org. Always a great place to go to start your search. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Uh, It was great to to hear about that. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, uh, my next cruise will be... <laughs> Can't go wrong. Anything no. going on with real estate or with Dunlop Productions that might be worth throwing out there? Well, you know, of course, it's we're we're heading into the the, the busiest season for real estate. Um, it is really a hot market. It has started uh, uh, a little bit earlier this year than it has in the past. Um, uh, we're in a, a, a seller's market still. Uh, there are many more people that are looking to buy than there are properties available for sale. Mm. I would encourage anybody that's thinking about uh, purchasing for the first time or upgrading it to a, a larger a property uh, to, to do so sooner rather than later. Uh, the reason for that, we're, we've all heard about uh, the uh, rise in uh, interest rates. You know, we've been hearing about that for years, but we are seeing it. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are going up. They're never going to be as low as they are now. So, you know, if you buy now, you can buy a whole lot more house for less money. So uh, now's the time to buy. I'm impressed by how many multifamily dwellings are being built, whether they are townhome style or even apartment buildings. They're going up everywhere. Look at Marietta, Smyrna, and yep, all yep. those areas. Even even rentals, you know, um, the uh, occupancy uh well, the what do you call it? The vacancy rate in Atlanta is the lowest of any city in the United States. Wow! So, uh, you know, whether it's a new apartments or, or new condos, uh, we desperately need them. We've got people. Is that just due to them. so many people moving in on a regular basis now? Is Pre- that pretty much, yeah. Uh, you know, new opportunities. You know, we're 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 a growing area. New businesses are moving in. People are, you know, they're they've been in their their parents' home for too long. <laughs> it's time for them to move out. But uh, it's just that um, it was we've been stagnant. We've we've had uh, a people that have been challenged with you know finding a place to live. So we need them right now. Well, it's it's no question that there is lots of construction going on. I'm, I'm it's for sure around the both in town and and outside as well you you know from single family and and up so absolutely pretty crazy yeah what's going on with dunlop productions well these are these are great days for us as well um we're always you know looking to partner with great corporate clients to help them out with their event production and whether it may 
conferences or meetings and special event, corporate events. And uh, those are always uh, great opportunities for us. And But with a new uh, studio that Hector helped me to, uh, to vision and bring to reality, we are now uh, able to do uh, smaller video production right in, in studio now. And so we've got all the gear for that. So for you know the small to medium-sized companies who just want to do a, a marketing piece for their social web okay. presence or, or or marketing for their uh, website, we we can do that all now in house. So kind of we can pass that savings on to them. So it's great to have uh, that studio now in place, and um, just brought on vice president of production, uh, my partner Leonard Walston, and so he is there on a normal basis now, helping to grow that business and also to expand uh, the music production as well. So lots of great. Great, great things happening. Very cool. And if you all haven't done so already, in the upper left-hand corner of the show page, you'll see the Apple logo. That'll take you to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives. You can subscribe to us. That way, each week when the new episode comes out, it's downloaded straight to your device, ready for you to check out whenever it's convenient for you. We hope you turn around and share this information. You may just be putting some information in the hands of somebody that means something to you that helps them out in some way. So we'll say thanks in advance to everybody that does that. Did you have any final thoughts? Just uh, a, one quick reminder about our fourth Friday, uh, this coming Friday on the 24th. Um, looking forward to uh, being informative with that legislative uh, session with uh, Georgia Quality and, and uh, First Data. Sound like they'll be getting some great information at that. Is that yeah. one you, you need to RSVP for online before you show? Yes, and you quickly register right there on, on our site. All right, very good. Make sure you do that. And everybody in the studio, thanks so much for taking time. We appreciate you, you joining us here. Me. Thank you. Uh, really cool businesses we're talking about again today. And uh, we've really enjoyed being a part of the AGLCC, helping them have a voice in the, in the media here, talking about the business community that they serve. And we look forward to having you all back real soon. Thank you very much. Thanks. Everybody out there, we'll see you next time.